Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, mages, bards, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Toasticamus. Toasticamus, that one's new. Toasticamus? Yes. Is that- also Greek? I almost said Toasticus. Yeah, that would be these would be Greek. You names. said did I've you say Toasticus that, last week? I've done that before, so I just I just I altered yeah. it a little bit. Okay. Toasticus. Okay, so uh Toasty, how you doing, man? Uh I'm doing good. I'm on vacation. Yeah, it's see nice. that, that, it's nice to be on vacation. Yeah, Joker's in chat. We've got everybody in chat. Welcome, welcome chat, welcome listeners. Um the the pre-show was very tame, uh Joker points out. Um we, we're both just in this like chill mood and today we're talking about probably one of the chillest locations on the map adern nothing goes on in adern toasty's just making faces that's again just folly <laughs> oh that's a lie that's <laughs> that's not true at all we got a whole lot going on over here in adern yeah so, so. We're, we've moved we're moving on from cadwin to adern and south heading south the yes. uh, kingdom south of cadwin and here i've got a map up on the screen for those of you who are visually able to see the show and you can see on the right side of the top there's cadwin and then if you go south the area below that is adern mm-hmm. so that's the topic of today but it's not just going to be like boring like this is the boundaries of the of the area and it has mountains like this is going to be action-packed friends so hold on to your butts Actually, I mean, there's a lot of action that happens in Adrian. Um, so, uh, starting uh, with the history of Adrian, um, the kingdom of Adrian was founded by Vinger, the former prince of Atra, when he was forced to leave his own country after the six years of war. It was a war that was waged between Tamari and Sintra over control of the middle of the Yoruga River. The Yoruga uh, River shows up a few times and things yep yep it's uh very prominent the the yoruga and the pontar were probably yeah. like um kind of stretch across a lot um yeah and they tend to be boundaries of uh important kingdoms and locations so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um that war ended when uh Rafford the white court mage of abdank of tamaria abdank managed to negotiate peace between the kingdoms and seize power. He exiled the princes and dukes that kept that retained their loyalty to Abdank. Uh, Wenger was one of those princes. Um, He moved East and founded Wengerberg. Might be familiar there. That totally makes sense. That that was why Wenger was familiar to me. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wenger sounds familiar. (laughs) Yep. Uh, He became the progenitor of the Edernian Royal family. Um, Kingdom that was later expanded by his granddaughter, Adereen, uh, who is the namesake of Adern, when she extended the borders of her duchy to include all territory between Mahakam and the Blue Mountains, excluding Dolbothana. Uh, the Lormark later became included in her domain after she helped King Viduka push back a Redanian attack. The Lormark or the uh, the Pontar Valley um, or to aid. Adernians. Um, they just refer to it as Upper Adern. It's the area that uh, they have been, uh, that Kaidwin and Adern have been fighting over for centuries. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, over control of that area. Line continued for a time until we reached the line of King Dimovin the Third, son of Vifril. Um, Vifril may sound familiar. He is the king of Adern that we see in uh, Witcher season one that Yennefer meets at the dance and manages to convince to put her in his employ. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, king Dimovin the Third was the sixteenth king of Adern. Um, that's a, who that's in, a long. That's a lot of kings. That's a lot of kings. Yeah. Uh, and or uh, kings and queens. I mean, obviously we have. Adarine, who was a duchess, who then, I guess, became a queen after she kind of took over. Um, He presided over many of the wars uh, um, for Adarne, including the the dispute of Upper Adarne or the Lormark um, against the rival king Hinsult. Um, He also lorded over Adarne during the times of the First and Second Northern Wars against Nilfgaard. And he led Adern's mm. troops in those battles and was even uh, one of the negotiators for peace or for the peace treaty that followed um, all of that stuff. Yeah. Quite so fun. that's that's the stuff probably our listeners are more familiar with the, the conflict with Nil- Nilfgaard, right? Mm-hmm. Which we are seeing play out um we we've already had the first northern war in the witcher netflix series with uh you know Nilfgaard invading uh or with the battle on sodden hill was kind of like the the peak point of like pushing them back um and i'm sure we'll be working towards the second one as we uh we progress that timeline yeah i wanted to um so i've got the map pulled up i've zoomed in on adern and uh, just something to point out, Vangerberg is very close to the center of the region. Um, it's kind of central west and along the river that runs through, <laughs> through it. So Yennefer of Vangerberg, if you think about the like the moments in the show when you see her when she's younger and she's working on the pig farm and all of that, that all happens here. <laughs> so. It's very central. Um, and then you can clearly see that the boundary to the north is Cadewin along the river, mostly along the river. Um, and then there's some other locations you might find familiar, like Loch Muin yeah. is, is in Adern. And uh, anything else on here that's uh, worth pointing out that people might uh, recognize? Haga is where uh, is a significant uh, location as well, where they, uh, I think that's where the, the they discuss the peace treaty. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember that exactly. Yeah. And if you look south of Adern, you can see Rivia, Lyria and Rivia um, down along the south border. And then if you go a lot further south, then you end up getting into Nilfgaardian territory. So that's that's uh, that's just kind of a rough idea of the map. For those of you listening on audio, it's kind of hard to go over all the details on audio. I'm oh, sorry. A meeting of the northern uh leaders took place at haga um i think that is probably what we're seeing in the like the final episode of the witcher or the the netflix series with with uh queen meave um and the other ones where to say was at meeting with the other uh that's leaders. that I meeting think that was, i i mean they didn't specify exactly but i assume that's what that is um because Foltis insult Meave and Vitsimir the second all met there with uh 
with Dimavend. That that sounds about right. The roster there was I, I recognize Foltest and uh and Queen Meave, but they haven't exactly uh described who it, or which ones were Hinsult or Dimavend or something. They're yet. just actors in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting because uh, we've talked about the size of the map and how there was that um, the the attempt to actually lay it out like it was a f- real physical place and how far apart everything actually is, how much land there is here to have all of those leaders uh, make their way across the continent would have taken a considerable amount of time. Unlike in the Witcher series where they can just kind of teleport places yep, without yeah, even teleport. teleportation. Um, yeah. <laughs> like getting, getting one of the uh, Kings from one of these other kingdoms all the way to a single location like that would have taken weeks of travel. Mm-hmm. So it's, but. it's kind of a big deal. Them all getting together, spending that much time to travel. Yeah. To be fair, they all generally have court mages and stuff. I'm sure teleportation is probably that's pretty, that's pretty true. prevalent there. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess there is magic. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, magic. But I guess another way to f- to look at this would be not just TV show slash movie magic of television, right? Right, like actual, actual magic. Actual magic. But the the other thing to consider would be the movement of like armed forces, like moving mm-hmm. all the way down to the border of Nilfgaard from a place like Redania would have taken moving through a place like Adern or Tamiria, and yeah. each of those was like hundreds of miles of travel for an army just to move through somebody else's land. Um, and they move incredibly slowly. Like the more troops you have, the longer it takes to travel across long distances, right? So. Supply lines and all that stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's let's get back to Adern. What else? What else is there? Uh, the most recently recorded ruler of Adern was Stennis, heir to Dimavin the Third, who inherited the realm in chaos after the murder of his father by the Witcher Letho. Um, <laughs> this is like Witcher Two stuff. Yes, we're moving into Witcher 2 stuff. Um, Although uh, nobody doubted the prince's claim to the crown, his arrogance and youthful lack of experience proved trouble when looking for support of the influential families that he needed to actually be crowned. Uh, To demonstrate what a good monarch he would be, Stennis and a few noblemen loyal to him joined Saskia in Vergin. the fate of Stannis varies depending on the path Geralt takes in The Witcher 2. Yeah. Um, so, so oh, by the way, where... all of The Witcher games, the entire trilogy of games right now is on sale for like $11.25. I posted it on a link on the Discord. Yeah. You, um, you find like the first one and the second one for like, I think the first one's like $1.50. The second yeah. one's like three bucks. So, right. right. Um, so go, can... go check those out. But spoilers, the end of The Witcher 2, you end up dealing with Letho and kind of the political situation going on here. Um, so you get to decide what you're going to do in that situation, um, which we probably should do a whole episode on like how the Witcher two plays out and the decisions that you can make. Oh yeah, probably. But, uh, I do have some of the decisions you may hear for, uh, the fate of, or at least that pertains to the fate of Stennis. Mm -hmm. So if Geralt joins Roche, um, Unfortunately for him, his plan to ascend the throne of Adern became came to a miserable end when he, King, King Hinsult, and Saskia met to discuss the future of Adern, a mysterious curse cast cast by Sabrina Glevisig many years before made all the corpses of Kite 
uh, Kaidwini and a Durnian soldier. Oh, it was a Durnian. I was right. <laughs> Soldiers died in battle, resurrect as wraiths, who soon started fighting against each other. Prince Stennis, uh, remained killed, got or was killed while trying to escape. Um, that's yeah, there's you, a whole battlefield you go through of these like wraith like soldiers, like yeah. reconducting a war they already died in. Yeah. Um, if Geralt accuses Stennis to be guilty after the poisoning of Saskia, Stennis was considered by the inhabitants of Vergen the only suspect. In the end, his speech didn't convince the Witcher Geralt of his innocence. The prince ended up lynched by peasants in front of his own chambers. Wonderful. Uh, if Geralt spares him from the mob after the defeat of the Kaidwinian army, both the serfs and nobility deemed the prince worthy of the crown, and he returned to Vingerberg, ascending to the throne as King Stennis I. He changed his ways and became sensitive to the hardship of his subjects. This won him to the hearts of people who saw him as the hope of the nation. Stennis was also quickly recognized by the northern monarchs, who promptly agreed that he would make a good ruler. Following the events in Vergen, the new king managed to consolidate Adern and kept the land running industriously. Following the outbreak of the Third Northern War, he led his people as they fought the oncoming of Guardians. Uh, seeing that defeat was imminent, he surrendered to the Emperor, becoming a puppet ruler in the process. Awesome. Um, and as of The Witcher 3, Adern is under Nilfgaardian control. Which changes the map considerably. Because if you look at the size <laughs> of the map and where Adern is and where Nilfgaard is, that eats into a lot of the northern kingdom's land. I mean, taking it over an entire kingdom like that. Well, that's too very large because they took Temeria too. Like that, that basically just brings up the border yeah. uh, to like the, the, the Pontar. Like that, that's basically where the Nilfgaardian border is now right. because they control these two, the two biggest nations are probably the, yeah, two of the biggest nations in the northern kingdoms right so, so if if you can see on the map you can see on the bottom left where Sintra is and then Sodden is to the east of that to the right and then Tamaria is um north of those and Tamaria also owns a little bit of land a little bit further to the east and then if you go north of that you end up at uh Mahakam Mahakam and then Mahakam. east of that is Adern so the view of the map I have right now the border with Nilfgaard is generally towards the middle of the map, but if they take Tamaria and Adern, that's the majority of what's on screen right here. Um, that's a lot of land. That is, that is a like they are waging a losing battle against. I mean, Nilfgaard. we generally know in The Witcher Three that like the main, the the because uh, Radovid took Kaidwin, like he took control of Kaidwin, so it was basically just Redania, uh, which was just to what what redania is now plus kaidwin became right. a bigger redania and it was just them basically yeah there are some other kingdoms north of that but we don't get as many stories about them so yeah there's a i mean it's it's like con consolidation under an empire and a kingdom for the most majority of the the map that you either read about in the books watch in the shows or play in the games mm -hmm. yeah so interesting stuff it's kind of cool to lay all that stuff out though because without having like the visual of it and if and if you are listening and you want to get more of a visual of it you can check out this on our our youtube channel uh the videos go up on there as well so just search witcher lorecast on youtube it'll, it'll come up um but any other any other thoughts about this i mean this is it's i mean we're talking kind of big picture here but adern played a key role and then 
by the end of the story, he's pretty knocked out of the out of the game. Yeah, so I I do I do plan on like getting a bit of a because um Dimavend was such a like prominent ruler and he had a lot going on. I plan on doing like his own separate episode where we can talk about him. Um yeah. and just like the parts he played. Just the, the the main things to know is that he like played he he led the country through the first and second northern wars, which is you know which they held out important. they held out yes. during those um but yeah, then eventually for a time yeah, so eventually couldn't um yeah cool stuff all right well tell you what we're in the middle of the show we're gonna go thank our patrons what are we gonna talk about when we get back uh general overview economics military some of the more logistical N- stuff yeah more nitty-gritty stuff okay cool <laughs> well stay tuned we'll be right back very well let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons. And a big thank you to all 17 of our patrons. No new ones this week, but if you're interested in helping to support the show and you want to get ad-free episodes a day early, t-shirts, extra stuff then go to patreon.com slash witcher lorecast but big thank you to ben of tamaria vita bjornin and bane the hospital guy our tier five higher vampires you guys are amazing and to all of our other patrons you guys don't get shout outs every week but i'm shouting you out in my heart like every day so you get that i hope i hope you can feel it I hope you feel it like a magic spell at a distance feel it every day caressing the your cheek your cheek like this thank you thank you for being that's super creepy all right i'm gonna stop talking about that uh we do have a new review in this one's short and sweet this one's form uh, from form from words are hard uh norger in the united states on apple Podcasts wrote nice five stars I love the show. I've been rewatching all of your podcasts since I found you guys like a month ago. It has really made all the driving I do a lot more enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Short and sweet. Thank you so much, Norger. I don't know. It's like a zero. N-Zero-Erger. Norger. Yeah, Norger. Norger. Uh, we appreciate it. But guys, these kinds of reviews, five-star stuff, leaving things on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that stuff. Very, very beneficial. We love it when you guys do that. Thank you so much for that. Um, and uh, is it this, this, isn't that another one? Do we have? Did we do that one last week? Is is did we do Hasselhoff last week? I think we did. Did we do Hasselhoff? Oh, we Hasselhoff left a lot of reviews for a lot of my shows. I feel like we did his last week. Hasselhoff. I'm assuming it's a he because Hasselhoff is like the actor uh, is male, but maybe not. Um, in the U.S., wrote Vesemir would be proud. Did, would approve. Do we didn't do this one? Excellent show. Both the hosts make the unfamiliar lore of The Witcher easy to understand, showing how it changes from its origins to over the course of the media. If you've ever been interested in the lore of The Witcher, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. That came in in like eight days ago, so I was assuming we probably already did it. But sometimes it just doesn't show up on my thing right away. But maybe we shouted you out twice, in which case, bonus for you, I guess. But everybody, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. We really do love you guys. And... Let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. 
All right. So let's I, I joked about how the whole episode wouldn't be about geography, but we do have to touch on geography a little bit. Yeah, we do. We do. So the actual yeah, like we, land we, itself. So, yeah. So we've shown uh, we've shown the map and stuff. Um, this is more just a more specific rundown. Um, so Adern is adjacent to the mountains, forming the western border of the continent. Uh, was one of the latest areas colonized by humans. So, unfortunately, later, yeah. like the humans came here after the other places. Well, because, um, I mean, we knew from the, the six year war that was Sintra and Tamaria against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were already established. So this came after. Um, and there's probably a reason for this, um, which we will, we will touch on. Okay. Um, uh, unfortunately, aversion to other races still exists, especially to elves, whose remnants still inhabit the dense woodlands of mountain valleys, including nearby Dolblathana. Mm-hmm. Which is so, another one of those names that should stand out. Mm-hmm. In contrast to it, the situation with the dwarves is rather good. Many of them live on it on an even keel in Upper Adern near their homeland of Mahakam Mountains. So, basically, this area was... Uh, it was already settled by dwarves and elves, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the humans came in and took over because that's what humans do. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. So, um, and as we know, uh, in the relationship with the elves, real, real crappy uh, yeah. situation with the dwarves. Not great, but not as bad as the situation with the elves, though. A Their relationship crappy. is a bit, bit better. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Adern is an agricultural county full of ridges and hills. Unchanging continental climate makes the grounds give good yields, especially in the east, in the area called the Valley of Flowers or Doblathana. That's that's what the yeah, that's what the words mean. So Uh, that makes sense. Which forms a real granary for the kingdom. Uh, It also has a well-developed industry in Upper Adern and at the border with Mahakim, large amounts of minerals, mainly coal and less precious metals are exploited uh, by Adern's mines. In Lower Adern and Gullet and Asinlan, there are smelters and forges. Vangerberg, which is the capital of the realm, and Aldersburg are mainly known for dye works and manufacturers of wool and textiles. Vangerberg also mm. has malt mills and distilleries and is also famous for its esteemed carpets. It makes me wonder <laughs> if the uh, pig farm that, that Yennefer grows up on, if those pigs are used also, not just for their meat, but also for like leather, textile Maybe? stuff. Maybe, yeah, bro. I mean, the capital, so you generally like food is. I imagine they lived on the outside of town, though, because yeah, but you um, you would imagine like if the main industry of the local town, this local city is those things, then there'd probably be you know, they'd probably be using up all the materials from the you know, from the pigs, selling the meat, selling the skin, you know, all the parts, yeah, so uh. Very, uh, very bountiful and industrial nation overall. Uh, very different to Kaidwin, who didn't really yield very much in the way of, of, of good crops and needed, they needed the Pontar Valley in order to do that. Right. Um, this, and this led to a lot of conflict was because that mm-hmm. land was very fruitful. Yep. Uh, 
Lyria with Adern issued a, or this, so we're moving on to the military numbers. Um, Lyria with Adern issued about 13,000 soldiers, including 3,000 cavalry. In the early days of the invasion, one fifth of these forces were cut off in the forts and fortresses. Part of the remaining troops had been withdrawn to defend the wing against light cavalry and Scoyatel. Um, so this was specifically, uh, I think, in the first Northern War when Adern. Uh, sent they basically Dimovin rounded up his troops to to go defend Sodden. Um he left the the kingdom vulnerable to attacks from the Scoitel and raids. Um so it was it was kind of a uh fighting a battle on two different sides here, which obviously we know like Nilfgaard allied themselves in the Scoitel exactly for that reason. Right. Um right the Elven forces specifically. Yeah. Like for anybody who doesn't recognize the word Scoitel the elves yep means squirrels <clears throat> the squirrels the, the squirrel people the squirrels yeah <laughs> um the remaining army had about six thousand men left 1200 soldiers and knights were beaten in aldersburg current state of the armed forces of Lyria and rivia may be determined at approximately eight thousand infantrymen who fought as a diversionary force during the last war with Nilfgaard. king dimovin the third was also known as a tactical genius man that's when you when you actually get into the numbers it just doesn't seem that big like you see like you like so i i feel like that we see that a lot with fantasy where like we are we get numbers like they give us numbers that are just like massive yeah like like lord of the rings like what how big were the orc armies they were like oh yeah there were were like so many orcs, tens of thousands and stuff and like right but you look at it and like stuff like this where they have like the different forms or like armies weren't actually that big. Like they, if you had an, well, the human population until the 20th century wasn't really that big. Like in a place like this, in a, in a medieval danger, a dangerous world like this, it's very medieval focused. You only have so much food. A population is very limited by its food supply and by uh, the ability to, you know, give people medical help and those kinds of things. And until the 20th century, something like 40 percent of people died at childbirth. It was like some ridiculous number like the, the chances mortality was yeah, awful. Ch- or, or, or as children, I guess say. childbirth and then plus child mortality was so bad until modern medicine. And then on top of that, you as a woman had something like a one in five chance or one in four, one in five chance of dying while giving birth to children. Like all of that kept the population very limited for a very long period of time. Modern medicine comes around and all of a sudden now we're billions of people. Um, so in a world like this, where a city like Vangerberg might have had what, 20,000 people in it. Like that was considered the majority big. of which were not were just like farmers. They were farmers. They weren't like, like paid soldiers like workers or something like that. And that's and that's another thing is that having a paid army was a very small percentage of the population, because if you went to war, oftentimes you would bring the farmers with you <laughs> like your local duke would come and say, all right, every every family needs to issue one grown man to join the military force that we're sending south to fight Nilfgaard or something like that right Mm -hmm. and so if you had four men in your little farm family you know a father and several children and many of them were men and some of them were teenagers one of them would have to say okay I'll, I'll go to war and that's how you built your armies so like a standing army like this like uh 3000 cavalry chances are that those were like trained soldiers 1200 um knights 
you know, those are trained paid soldiers, but like infantrymen, oftentimes they were farmers. So they were bringing like their axes they use for cutting trees and their pitchforks. (laughs) That's, that's the way armies worked. And I can, I have to imagine how like bountiful the yields were in Adern. They probably had one of the more sizable militaries. I would like looked specifically into which are military numbers. We'll get there as we go through yeah. this. So. Well, and that's one of the benefits of an empire is that if you look at like the history of empire, so somebody like, like the Romans were able to conscript soldiers from across the entire empire and bring them to one location because they had the infrastructure to do so. So somebody like Nilfgaard may have been able to field more troops because of the size of their empire and the infrastructure they'd built. Whereas a kingdom like Adern had to rely on a very small number of conscripted soldiers and then whatever they could pull from the local farmer population. So, so here's to give you a bit of an idea. I looked up the numbers uh, for Nilfgaard, their military numbers, mm-hmm. uh, 320,000. Yeah. They yeah. sent 300,000 of which to attack the Northern kingdoms, leaving 20,000 to defend the homeland. Yeah. That makes, like, that makes a lot more sense. They had more yeah. at home just defending the homeland than, than the combined forces of Lyria and Ader together with their total of 13,000. Right. They're That's, also coming up from the South. And I would imagine that the South has better crop yields than the North because it gets so cold. And they're also uh, like an empire. So they probably yeah. conquested and taken over like multiple locations already. Oh yeah. If and you look at the map, the, the amount of land that they already empire, have yeah. is, is, we don't see what's below that either. Like I assume that's not the end of Nilfgaard. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 This is, um, this map specifically just shows the Northern kingdoms in the top edge of Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard continues. If you've seen some of the larger maps, it continues down like twice as far as what this map currently shows. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, they, there is a massive amount of land that they own. A lot of that land is coastal. A lot of that land probably has better crop yields because it isn't as prone to cold freezing winters and the harsh landscape of like the mountainous North. So yeah, that, I mean, that totally makes sense. So uh, eventually, without the help of wizards <laughs> defending your land, it seems like Nilfgaard's eventually just going to sweep the whole area. Yeah, pretty much. Um, as for the economy, Adern is one of the richest domains in the Northern Kingdoms, has a well-developed economy. Its main asset is situated between mountains that provide state resources, Uh in like I said before, in Galette and Iceland, they have huge steelworks and forging plants. Uh, and then in Vingerberg and Aldersburg, they manufacture wool and weaving, as along with the malt mills and distilleries. Uh, Adern is also a great producer of pumpkins. Pumpkins. They're known specifically <laughs> yeah. for their pumpkins. They're known for their pumpkins. So they must be great for Sam Hain. Yeah, they celebrate. <laughs> I wonder if there's a, is there an equivalent holiday? Do we know much about holidays? Well, they in, do pagan holidays in The Witcher because yeah. they celebrated uh, May uh, the May Day, Beltane, or May Day. So yeah. I have to assume other pagan holidays. Samhain being the Halloween equivalent for mm-hmm. for for pagan. It's uh, so hard to celebrate those things if you know that those are like real monsters, right? <laughs> like, yeah. well, I mean, a lot of the times, <laughs> I believe, I believe that Samhain was initially celebrated. Um, uh in a way like 
when they believed in the stuff like that, where they like stayed indoors, they painted their faces specifically to hide themselves from the monsters right, to ward off like the monsters. That. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but it's, like it's even scarier. Right, it's so. even scarier when they're real, like it, like in our world, it would be like, Oh, the neighbor has a story. We talked about this a little bit, like story about how this person disappeared in the past because of this monster or whatever. Right. In in, in our world, there would never really be proof. It was just kind of, that's just what people believed and so they acted a certain way but in the world of the witcher like if there's a day that celebrates some sort of demon that demon might actually show up <laughs> and destroy a town or whatever that's uh, th that's uh, nuts i think generally in that sense of like celebrating so that the demon doesn't show up yeah it's but a if, they, of worship, if right? you don't like, do it right like they actually show up so like that's it's got to be super scary like the celebration of it is way scarier when like yeah last year the the town down the way uh didn't they didn't do the right things and they didn't couldn't ward off the monsters and so they're just gone the monster showed mm -hmm. up and ate dozens of people the town doesn't exist anymore yeah that's yeah um <laughs> as for couple of things uh the their currency uh formerly the mark is now the ducat i think d-u-c-a-t i think that's a ducat do uh, do say is it french which I, it's c-a-t i don't think it's like usually pronounced. yeah i think it's ducat. supposed to be the ducat um ducat maybe i don't know i don't know, I don't know. uh and they're they're coat of arms is just like uh a black like a black background with a yellow stripe and then a red stripe but it's like a chevron it's not even uh just the like stripe so yeah here uh, I'm, I'm i'll put it up on screen um let's see if i can share it with everybody oh it went away i clicked it and it disappeared i'm not supposed to do that and it's supposed to get bigger, but it didn't. It their, just their flag is the reverse of the German flag. Like the colors yeah. are flipped. Yeah, yeah. Here, so. check this out. There's here it is on screen. It disappeared on me. Well, you can see most Whoa. of it. Yeah, you got <laughs> you real can big. See it. it got that real was big. a real big picture. There we go. Now I'm resizing it. Yep. Yep, there we go. Yeah, black and yellow and red with like a it's like an up arrow on a shield shape. It's a chevron, right? Sure. That sounds that sounds right. Is it not a chevron? That sounds, I mean, Is I guess it? so. No. I don't know words like that very well. But yeah, I mean, I'll go with you. I'm going to agree just to say yes. You're going to agree just to say yes? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. Uh, so we know that um, Adern is interesting because of a lot of people from this this region. Who, who are we going to be covering in the future? Uh, so uh, there's this with the uh Adern being closely uh involved with uh, both Dobolthana and Mahakam uh we'll be talking about both the elves and dwarves in the future and then some specific names of people that you probably will recognize when we get to that as well as uh as uh I guess I guess it's not our favorite uh sorceress because it seemed like a lot of people don't like her um, so I'll just say my favorite sorceress, Yennefer Vingerberg. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. So I still think she's probably like most people's favorite. 
maybe not with our patrons, but yeah, yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't like her as much. I don't know. I like her. I don't know if I want to marry her. You can go back and listen fair. to that episode if you guys want to hear our, our opinions on that. It's just Ben. It's just Ben. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty badass. Like as a character, I think she's great. She's a great mm, character. Turned a bunch of turned a bunch of people into toes with her, with her finger with her not her fingers her toes. <laughs> Toe magic. Uh, she's our toasty. It's all good. So switch. She's ours toasty. Oh, she's ours. I thought you, she yeah, was like. Yeah, yeah this our fair. version of toasty. Jin's Jin's argument was for Shani, who's not uh, a sorceress. So I guess Unifer is. Yeah, Unifer would be Genesis's favorite. Genesis, just just All right, Genesis. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. we've covered everything we wanted to cover. Um, mm-hmm. Any uh, anything else you want to share? Uh, the usual. Follow us, the Witcher Lorecast, on Twitter. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know what they're doing over the, uh, uh, with Cyberpunk. It's it's happening soonish. That's all I know. Okay. That's all I really know. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen sooner or later. We'll Did see. it really? I guess I'm not a patron for theirs anymore. So it may have happened. But I just didn't realize it. I'm That's not up to thing. date on it either. Oh so. no, they're they're still know. working on it. They they did they're doing some like season wrap up things for like season one and whatnot. So uh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There was a bunch of um bunch of game stuff this last weekend so um like new cyberpunk tv show got announced yeah yeah i saw the the trailer for that it looks cool yeah the trailer for that looks cool um we haven't got much more on witcher stuff we did get the whole starfield gameplay thing right now they've been doing like filming stuff that's true like season three there was like a a picture of like uh uh henry cavill and joey Beatty uh filming a scene Mm -hmm. um so we yeah. know that there will be daytime scenes and nighttime scenes. <laughs> that is that. the most recent news I've seen is that they're filming nighttime scenes for Siri and daytime scenes for, uh, for Geralt's. So we know that there will be multiple aspects of the day night cycle. <laughs> I, love, I love the news thing where like websites have to try to get clicks. <laughs> so they take like one little detail like that and they write a whole clickbaity article about it. And you're like, Oh God, what did I even click on this? <laughs> I saw this so good. The, 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 the Henry Cavill, Joey Bader, they look like they're wearing their, their season two stuff. I know yeah, that I would I imagine that they're yes, in that his, his fancy red coat. That's what I remember seeing. Okay. So, okay you know okay yeah it, it would make sense that the timeline just continues right from where they left off so mm-hmm. so yeah cool 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 um let's see this week i've got a bunch of real cool stuff going on uh wes johnson the voice of sheo gorath and the elder scrolls will be joining us on the elder scrolls Lorecast on thursday to help promote his whole uh charity event which is going to be awesome so you guys should tune into that um and then I have Shia Gorath. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I got a chance to interview him before for uh, Fallout. And so now he's going to do Elder Scrolls. So we're going to talk to him about playing the role of Shia Gorath and Hermaeus Mora because uh, he does the voices for both of those. And um, well, like, like, get into the characters. Obviously, respect to the guy, but nobody cares about Hermaeus Mora. They care about Oh, Shea no, no. Hermaeus Mora is awesome. Lotus, yeah, my co host. Yeah, but he's not as cool as Shia Gorath. Shia Gorath is the number one Daedra. 
Okay, well, yeah, but he's Lotus's favorite Daedra is, is Hermes Moore, and I'm going to give, give Hermes Moore credit. He's crazy. He, Lotus is crazy. All right. Well, but anyway, he'll be on the show um, Friday. I'm going to get the opportunity so because Ken from the Chad Show set up a whole big event. There's a bunch of streaming for this for this charity thing, so stay tuned. I'll post stuff for you guys to check out. Um, but one of the things is he actually got together a bunch of other voice actors, including Wes Johnson, on Friday to talk about their fallout characters and we're gonna have a big long interview like an hour and a half two hour long thing at 5 p.m eastern on friday and i'll be a part of that kind of managing the conversation so lots of cool stuff if you want to get in behind the scenes with voice actors how they do their characters a lot of that kind of stuff and more about the characters themselves as well then tune in for that stuff um but uh that's what's going on i'm you know hoping we get more info about the next witcher game i'm sure they're going to drip out things as, on it's going to take a while but they're it's going to take a while yeah it's yeah. going to take a minute so we're still waiting on the next gen witcher updates yes which should hopefully be soon they said quarter two uh they actually maintained their their quarter one for cyberpunk i think so because they're like update, at the end of quarter two it like, was like it's i thought yeah, it was we're, this we're fall close. i thought the i thought they said that the witcher three i just went back and looked at it earlier next gen stuff to double check because someone asked me and i saw that the tweet said it may have been delayed in a different thing but the tweet that it was it said the cyberpunk update coming quarter one witcher comes in quarter two um so we are obviously getting close to the end so i'm not sure if we're going to get it but maybe hopefully we'll get it like july or august who knows yeah. oh no no see look i just i just googled it witcher Thrones next gen witcher 3's next gen version now planned for quarter quarter four so yeah it oh. was it was updated. Oh, this is on the 19th okay. of may so yeah okay so not i'm not bad. i'm not having fever dreams um yeah it seems like it has been delayed but so we'll get it next year we'll don't get worry next about year. it guys you know no what's baby. crazy about this though is the witcher <laughs> 3 still looks freaking amazing like for a game that's as old as it is now that's fair the graphics no. are still really really solid so I, i'm very curious to see what they do now they're using the same engine that they used for cyberpunk they updated that engine for cyberpunk so are they going to go back and roll in some of like the ray tracing updates for the lighting and like that kind of thing that would be cool that would be even cooler um, medieval medieval settings always look like way cooler under like the super cool graphics effects yeah like some of the stuff that people do to like skyrim yeah just looks like absolutely gorgeous like and this is yeah so like I mean, reflections cool off your metal armor of the guy next to you like that kind of crap like yeah. yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be cool so all right well we'll keep you guys updated with that stuff as it as it rolls out toasty this has been fun thanks for joining me chat thanks for being here and uh, if, if you have questions about any of the other things going on join our discord follow us on twitter or or and uh i was gonna say something else but it fell out of my head twitter discord and robotsradio.net for all the other shows that's it there we go that's it thanks for being here guys um i'm going to take a break after this uh we've got the mass effect lorecast coming up next but it, it's going to be about 45 minutes from now so i will uh, close down the stream and reboot it back up in about 40 minutes when we're getting ready for that so i'll see you guys in a little bit thanks for being here everybody see you next time oh and toasty stay safe on the path there we go Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. 
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.